Uh, you know, this is an important issue, happiness. In fact, I kept this Time magazine article for many years because it talks about the science of happiness. Uh, it's something our world longs for. We pursue, don't we? Everyone wants to be happy. So I'm going to read to you from God's Word now. I'm actually going to read half the, half the passage from the NLT version and half the passage from the NIV version. I just think the two parts explain it better in their way. So let's read right now, and it'll be on your screens. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Philippians. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it as a safeguard for your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church, and as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. Now the NIV version carrying on. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sharing in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Incredible passage. We're going to talk about this right now. So let me ask you a question, and I want your response. You can put a hand up if you like, or a nod, or even a grin, okay? Uh, the question is, who wants to be happy here? Put your hand up if you want to be happy here. Well, there's a few grumpy people, but that's all right. That's all right. By the end, you'll want to be happy, I'll tell you. Uh, we all want to be happy, don't we? We all want to be happy. And the more happiness we can get, the better. <laughs> the problem is most of us pursue happiness in either the wrong places or in things that don't provide lasting happiness. You see, all too often we buy into the world's lie that the pursuit of happiness is found through other people, through money, through buying more stuff, through endlessly pursuing success, and even through lustful and destructive behaviors. Now, even though some of these things may give us a short-term happiness, they never provide a joy that lasts. Never. They, we are always left chasing that elusive carrot of joy, aren't we? But Jesus says we can have real and lasting happiness. And it's not found with what the world has to offer. It's found in Jesus and the joy He can give you. 
So we're really expanding on what we've been talking about in our sermon series so far. So this is the question. How can Jesus give me joy? If we ask that question, how can Jesus give me joy? Well, this morning, we're going to discover some of the secrets to happy living that come to us through what Jesus has done for us. So let's get straight into it, because the first secret in your pursuit of happiness is you can experience joy in your salvation. Now, that sounds so simple, doesn't it? You can experience joy in your salvation. But if you're honest, have you really been experiencing the joy of your salvation? If you thought about this week, would you say, I was really living in the joy of my salvation? Probably most of us go, I don't think I even thought about it, let's be honest, okay? In Paul's day, just like our own, there were people who were trying to steal the Philippians' joy. Do you know people like that? Joy stealers? They seem to want to suck the joy out of your life. Well, they happened back then, they happen today. And Paul was saying to the Philippians, sorry, these people are trying to steal joy, were saying to the Philippians, you had to follow certain rules in order to be saved from your sins. Saying you had to meet certain criteria or expectations. Do you have people like that in your life have certain criteria and expectations of you? Or you can't really be my friend, almost. Well, Paul describes these people this way. Watch out for those dogs, crumbs. He uses strong language, doesn't he? Those people who do evil. <laughs> those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. <laughs> I love how Paul just goes, bam! <laughs> if the Philippians believed these deceivers, thinking you must follow certain rules to be saved, then they would lose their joy. They would fall into a works mentality where you have to follow certain rules and work hard to achieve your own salvation. They would become religious fanatics just like the deceivers and lose all their joy. Their joy will be stolen because they're always working so hard to maybe be saved by God. There's no joy in that. You know, sadly, even as Christians, we can fall into this false idea that I have to work harder and follow certain rules if I have any chance of being saved. And this strips us of all our joy and places us under a heavy burden. Because who can measure up to God? But friends, Jesus says to you and I today, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Rest. He's not the one that gives a heavy burden. He gives rest. You see, Jesus came to set us free from our heavy burden of thinking you have to follow legalistic rules and regulations to be saved. Paul once used to live this way under a heavy burden himself, following all the rules and putting his confidence in his own good works. He even says, I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could, I could. But he realized all his religious efforts were rubbish. You see, Jesus set him free and he sets us free too, because he realized it's not our own relentless efforts that will save us, but faith alone in what Jesus has already done for us. That's the beautiful of the Christian faith. It's already done. It's not about do, it's done. <laughs> Isn't that? That's good news, right? Because we can't do enough. Jesus has done it all. He puts it this way in Ephesians 2. For it is by grace, unmerited favor, you've been saved through faith. And it's not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Paul puts it again in our passage 
I once thought these things, all these legalistic good works, were valuable. I now consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with Him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with Himself depends on faith. On faith. And this is the first secret to experiencing happiness and joy in your life as a believer. That you are saved by grace, not by your own effort. You can take a sigh of relief. It's not about trying and trying and trying. And we fall into this habit sometimes, don't we? We start trying really hard and then suddenly find ourselves feeling exhausted and going, what am I doing? (laughs) Stop trying because Jesus has already done it all. Now, it's not that, of course, we don't follow and obey Jesus, but it's about, we'll talk later, about walking by the Spirit in obedience because we love Him. Not because we have to try really hard. Certainly not try to be saved. You see, we're saved by grace, not by our own effort. You are right with God on the basis of faith in Jesus because of what He's done for you and not on the basis of your own good works or hard efforts. And let me tell you, that can give you great joy in your salvation. When you think on that, it's not about me trying harder, but it's Jesus done it all. Man, there is joy in that, right? Far out there's joy in that. So don't take your salvation for granted, because we do, don't we? We probably didn't think about it this week. Rather, let's find joy in it. Uh, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. There's a famous author who preaches the gospel to himself every day for 15 minutes. And I'm sure as he does, he reminds himself of the joy in his salvation. For goodness sake, Paul considered knowing Jesus and the salvation he gives so significant that everything else to him was worthless or garbage, including his former legalistic way of life, his increasingly high place in Judaism. He knew that Jesus is the better way, and Jesus is better. Well, just as you experience joy in your salvation, you can also experience joy through God's power. Now, this is, this is really is a big deal. I'm going to talk about this, and it's the second secret in your pursuit of happiness, that you can experience joy through God's power. And on your notes it says Jesus' power. They're interchangeable. Let's just say God's power for now. So how can you experience joy through God's power? And what's the big deal about this? What's the big deal about this? Well, the big deal is once you've been saved by Jesus, you can then experience God's power to overcome sin in your life and live as a free person, empowered by God to live a new life in victory over your sin empowered to live for God. In other words, you're not a slave to your sin. You don't have to be controlled by your addictions. You don't have to be controlled by the lusts within us. You don't have to be controlled by sin at all. Now, let me say this is a journey. And if this is something you struggle with, we're going to talk about this right now. Now, let's never take this incredible truth for granted that God gives you the power to overcome your sins and live for Him. Did you hear that? God gives you the power to overcome your sins and live for Him. Man, I've got to tell you how great a joy this has been for me in my life. Because like all of us, I've struggled with sin too. (laughs) And there are some things I've really wanted to overcome. But even recently, I've truly experienced God's incredible 
help and power to overcome sins that I've struggled with for a long time. God has done some wonderful work in my life recently. You see, God who began a good work in me when I first became a Christian is continuing to work in me until he completes what he started and welcomes me into eternity forever. Once he starts with you, he doesn't stop until his work is complete. Friends, this is the personal experience of God's power and at work in you and in I to live in victory over our sins. Sins that once held us in bondage. Living in such victory through God's power can give us incredible joy and delight. If there is a sin you've been struggling with for some time, might be a little or a big thing, it weighs you down, doesn't it? It is a burden, a bondage, and you can feel enslaved to it. But Christ can truly set you free. You might say, but I'm out, I've tried. I even read the Bible, I've done all these things. Let me tell you, God can set you free. I've experienced incredible deliverance in my life since I've been a Christian over burdens and bondages and even I would call addictions that God has helped me overcome. Even in my more mature life, I'm seeing God still do that. God can do this in your life. We're going to talk more about this. Let's keep talking about this. Paul says it simply like this. I want to know Christ and listen to this. Experience, experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Did you hear that? Experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Now, this personal experience of God's mighty power at work within us, enabling us to become more like Jesus, enabling us to live uh, new lives as new people, living in victory over the sin that once caused us so much heartache, this personal experience of God's power can and should bring us great joy. When you're living free, you are free indeed. And if you have any doubts about whether this truly can be your experience, Paul states it even more clearly in Romans 6 when he says this, And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Did you hear that? Just as Christ was raised by the dead from the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we've been united with Him in His death, we will also be raised to life as He was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. What's he saying? Well, it's simple. It's what we've been saying all along. God's mighty resurrection power at work in you gives you the power to obey God and live for Him. It gives you the power to choose not to sin on a daily basis because you are no longer under sin's power and control. Now, it starts with putting your genuine wholehearted faith in Christ. You will not experience the power of Christ unless you've genuinely committed your life and heart to Jesus Christ. That's the start. But once you've done that, He fills you with His Spirit, His resurrection power, and He enables you to overcome sin. You see, you and I have died to sin in its bondage, and you are now alive in Christ Jesus. That is your position. And you can now, because of that, experience freedom from slavery to sin and therefore great joy. So get this. You no longer need to be controlled by your lust, evil thoughts, self-doubt, hatred, addictions, 
dirty language or whatever sin you struggle with because God has given you the power and filled you with the Spirit and that's how God empowers you to live in victory over the sins in your life. Now, you've heard all the kind of bit of theology there. What about me? Yeah, I hear you, but I'm struggling. It's not working. What's going on? Let's talk about that. Well, let me encourage you, if you want to live in victory over your sin, uh, let me, some practical things and very practical things. First, ask God for his help, okay? Ask God for his help. Secondly, rely on his power. Make right choices to do the right thing daily. Remember it's a process and God will help you get there. But let me say this. This is where it really gets practical. If you think, I, I don't know how to do this, would you please come and talk to me or Pastor Matthew or one of the other pastors here or Godly Friend? And we would be very happy to talk in detail about how you can live in victory over your addictions and your struggles and your pain. Okay, I really, really want to implore you, please. I don't have all the answers, but God does. And I really want to, I would love to talk to you about that. Okay. Secondly, maybe you think, well, I'm trying to rely on God's power. I'm reading the Bible and doing this. Well, maybe you need additional help. Now, good Christian counseling is always helpful, but maybe you need a support group, whether it's AA or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't care. There's all sorts of support groups, right? Maybe you need a support group uh, that, uh, for example, um, um, what's the course we've run for many years here, Matthew? Celebrate Recovery. Maybe you want to do a Celebrate Recovery course, something that's God-focused that can help you journey with those others who struggle, that can help you overcome and the heart of all these courses, the 12 steps, all this sort of stuff, is that you need to rely on your high power to overcome, you see? And when we rely on our high power, when we rely on God and have support from others, you can live in victory over your struggles and sin. But you've got to make that choice. It's about submitting and saying, I can't do it. God can. God can. I want for you this year to be free. That's what I want for you. I want you to enjoy happiness, real happiness. So please talk to Pastor Matthew or our others about this and take steps you need to take because you can experience freedom and actual joy. All right, good news. <laughs> now, because you can experience real joy through God's power, let's talk about the third one. And perhaps the best kept secret, and that is you can actually experience joy in your sufferings. You can actually experience joy in your sufferings. Now, we know for a fact that part of the experience of knowing Christ and being a Christian involves suffering for Jesus. If you read the Bible, part of being a Christian involves suffering. And if we're honest, a lot of us try to run away from that fact, don't we? Uh, we don't want to suffer. We, we, we don't want to suffer at all. But Paul, amazingly, embraced his suffering when he said this, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Why would Paul want to embrace suffering for being a Christian? Doesn't that sound a little bit crazy? And, and what joy could possibly be found in doing that? I mean, is this the words of a madman? <laughs> no, he was quite in his right mind. No, the reason is found in our text, why he could embrace suffering. You see, the more he suffered for Jesus, the more intimate fellowship and communion he enjoyed with him. You see, suffering drove Paul to Jesus. 
which made his suffering so much more bearable, even joyful, because he had a companion with him in his suffering, one who had endured far more intense persecution and suffering than anyone else who ever lived, and Christ's suffering was entirely undeserved. Christ brought him comfort and joy in his suffering because Christ was right there with him. My point is, and this is right here in the Scriptures, he wasn't alone in his suffering. Christ was with him. And he was empowering and helping him as well. And, and, and look, the last few days, I've had some real challenges in my life. Um, I, I'm not talking about minor things. I'm talking about some relational challenges. And I, I tell you, I have had to really apply this. I've had to say, all right, there is some stuff I'm finding difficult. And as I reflected on this, I'm not alone. I have a companion with me in my suffering who gets it. Who gets it, because I thought, I thought to myself, man, those disciples must have drone, drove Jesus crazy at times. You know, they must have been like, seriously, enough already, get it. Stop with your stupidity. Stop with your just, you know, one-upmanship, because I want to be the best. Oh, I mean, if I was Jesus, I, I, I wouldn't have been all so gracious. <laughs> and, and I kind of felt like that with some people. And I was like, Man, come on, like choose your words more carefully and be a bit more thoughtful about what you say, you know, like seriously. But you know what? As I meditate on this, legitimately, as I thought, I have a companion with me, Jesus gets it, he gets my frustrations, he's really with me, I actually legitimately actually experienced joy. I was like, ah, oh, that's not so bad. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> And then I remembered, but I have power too. I have the Spirit's power to help me with this. And you know what? It was transformational. <laughs> now, it's funny how I, I, mean, I could preach on this. I've known this truth for a long time. But you know when God starts revealing stuff to you, you go, yeah, yeah, really. I have a companion with me in this. I have a counterpart. He's right with me. And he gets it. And he says, those who suffer with me will also receive glory with me. We can experience Christ's comfort and even joy <laughs> in our suffering when we run to Jesus. Because in Jesus we find a merciful high priest, a faithful friend who feels our pain, and a sympathetic companion who's already faced all the trials and temptations we face. So Jesus is uniquely qualified to help us in our weaknesses and temptations too. This incredible comforting truth led Paul to exclaim this, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses <laughs> and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? You see, Paul found strength, comfort, even joy in his sufferings because he knew he was not alone. Even when no one else gets it, he gets it because he knows you more than you know yourself. Christ was with him, helping him, empowering him, giving him the grace and mercy in his time of need. 
And Christ is with us too and is able to give us all we need in our time of suffering and testing. And the good news is time of suffering and testing is seasonal. <laughs> Sometimes there's a long season, okay? But it is seasonal <laughs> if we rely on Christ. As Hebrews puts it, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So friends, you can experience joy in your sufferings because you know Christ went through it all already and he's right there with you. He's batting with you. You are not alone and he is there to help and empower you. Paul concludes with these words as we start wrapping up too. Not that I've already obtained all this, I haven't already arrived at my goal. I'm not perfect yet, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So Paul focuses on Christ, the eternal joy that waits him in us, and we can focus on, joy, on, on Jesus and our eternal joy too, right? That's our ultimate goal. That's where we're heading. And in that journey toward eternity, we can enjoy the secrets of happiness by experiencing joy in our salvation, joy in Jesus' power that helps you to overcome sin, and joy in our sufferings because Jesus is right there with us. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are incredibly good. And we, would, we, we ask of you, Lord, I ask for every single person here, that we would experience real happiness this year, that we would remind ourselves regularly of the gospel and we would find joy in our salvation, that it's not by our own effort. We thank you for that. I pray for anyone here who really struggles with that. We really want to ask that you give them a special dose of your understanding and grace in that. We also thank you that we can have joy through your power, that you have given us power to overcome sin and struggles and, and addictions and whatever they are, Lord. And I really pray for everyone here, for all of us, that you would help us to walk in your power, to, to seek support where needed, but ultimately to recognize it's your power, dependence on you that gives us victory. And Lord, help us to find joy in our sufferings. Even when people say unkind words, unhelpful things, do unhelpful things. Even when we have sickness in our lives, cancer or, 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 or all sorts of struggles, Lord, help us. Even though uh, we may have tears, that we would find joy that we're not alone. That you are with us. You're giving us the power to walk through this, even to overcome. Help us to enjoy you. And seek you first and find joy and happiness in you as we pursue happiness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.